welcome to another edition of Flea Market Fantasy, the world's second greatest Bronze Age era comic book podcast. Joining me as always is new Mike L. Kevin Jank. I'm here and I'm ready to start Shocktober with a scary yeah. tale that Mike Dell picked out for this week. Yeah, all right. I, usually, <laughs> uh, new listeners to the show, a tradition was started by Mike L. Uh, in the first year of the show, that every October he used to uh, call it Shocktober, and we yeah. would pick horror comics. Well, in fairness, uh, I never look at calendars. And we record <laughs> this uh, like a week ahead of time or something. So we got confused on the dates. So even though this episode is coming out in October, it's not very scary. <laughs> no. Or entertaining, but that's another <laughs> matter, I guess. <laughs> well, well, you'll still get, we'll still promise you four Shocktober books. All right? That's our guarantee. This might be a little <laughs> off in the dating, but it's all right. But anyway, uh, Jack, we have a special guest this evening. Joining us for this mm-hmm. non-Shocktober issue is our old pal, Tuffy. Hey, sorry, I was just in my research pod probing the multiverse, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Tommy's making a nice little reference to the book, yeah. I want to clean that once in a while. And the book we're reading tonight is Atari Force, issue four, from 1984. Yeah, because you hear a book that's called Atari Force, so naturally, (laughs) it's about Atari and video games and everything, you know? Yeah. uh, it's, it's not about that at all. It's like Wreck-It yeah. Ralph of people just going from one video game world to the other, I'm sure. No. Like, now you're in Kaboom. <laughs> Nothing like that. Nothing no. like that. Very strange. Not even a little bit. They don't ever seem to be using Atari joysticks for anything. No. <laughs> or any kind of tie-in whatsoever. Is <laughs> there the Atari Force, though. All right, we'll get into the, the storied history here of Atari Force. But, uh, yeah, Tuffy, thanks for joining us again. Last time you were here, it was Blue Devil, and you had so much yeah. fun. You're like, I can't wait to come back. Yeah. This could have used more Uncle Bubble. <laughs> this just seemed like a Tuffy kind of book, Atari Force, because you're on Kicker's Inc., Blue Devil. It's like, it seems, it seems like a Tuffy book. Let's bring Tuffy back for Atari Force. <laughs> so I'm here for the really bad ones, or what? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> This is pretty good. I mean, Kicker's Inc. was terrible. That was the worst. <laughs> Kicker's Inc. was amazing. <laughs> it's a comic book about a football team trying to solve yeah. murders or something. I don't know. It's nuts. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you don't even know what it was about. <laughs> before we get into this book, though, let's just remind everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We're up to 108 <laughs> subscribers. 100. Yeah. Oh, thank you all for subscribing. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty- Pretty impressive. And, uh, what else? yeah, we did Kazar last week, and everyone's loving the Kazar, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Just like me. I loved it. <laughs> the Flea Army is growing by the day. Thank you very much. And, all right, let's talk Atari Force. Atari was in my wheelhouse because I was born in 75. The Atari video game con- console came out in 1977. Now, you got you fellows are younger than me. Uh, Tuffy, you're the youngest of the three of us. Do you have any knowledge of the Atari video game console at all? Yeah, my uh, dad's cousin uh, had an Atari. We would go to their house for, like, family parties sometimes, like extended nice. family Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. So, yeah, we would do play you, some Atari over there. Do you remember what games you played uh, as a child on Atari? Because no, I'm sure yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was <laughs> <laughs> Now, Jank, uh, what about you? Yeah, we uh, we did have an Atari. I remember having that pre-when we got an NES. But we did have an Atari. 
Um, I think we had the regular joysticks and like those weird uh, dial ones. <laughs> so yeah, you remember the paddles. Like, racing games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was good for like Pong and racing yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Or Atari Pong was the only video game out there. I remember my old man, he, uh, we had a Pong too. <laughs> he, he was into the video. But growing up, he never played video games. But he always bought everything that came out. He was like, all right, let's get this. <laughs> I guess he was enamored by the technology. So yeah, then but, when I was a kid, I think we got, we probably got ours around, it came out in 77. We probably got ours around 80, 81, somewhere around there, I would imagine. That seems about the time. And then 82 was rebranded at the Atari 2600. That's what a lot of people know it as. And mm-hmm. uh, then that same year is when E.T., the video game, came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Legendary disaster. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> killed Atari. <laughs> that and uh, I think there's some other game maybe came out that year that was really bad. So uh, that started the decline, and then Atari kind of died out, and then video games really weren't a thing until uh, the NES yeah. came along, whenever that year that was. When was that? 86, 87? Something like that. Wasn't there another Atari after that, like a uh, more advanced yeah. Atari than the 2600? It was like, the, I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't even know because, yeah. I think I had, like, a Mario game for that one, even though we didn't have that system. Like, we just bought it because it looked cool, and then we realized it wouldn't work as one we had. I was so mad. That's true. I'm kicking the pants. Jake, what what games did you remember playing on the Atari? Uh, I remember, like, Kaboom and, like, Space Invaders. Kaboom was a good one. Um, I forgot about that. Can you explain Kaboom for people that don't remember? I think Kaboom is just, like, there was some kind of criminal up on the top of a building and he would, like, drop bombs down, like, you know, bombs with fuses, essentially, the classic round bombs. And then you had to, like, try to be a guy on the ground trying to catch the bombs before they hit the ground and explode. Yeah, like in a bucket or something. Like, it was just a moving <laughs> yeah. bucket, wasn't it? I mean, just that. Yeah. Maybe it was full of water and it put him out. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. You had to use a lot of imagination of what was going on in these games. Like, I remember years later, I bought this game called Adventure at, like, a flea market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It's called Adventure. This will be very exciting. And then you're just like a square, like one yep. square pixel, and like your weapon is just like an arrow. It's like, this is the lamest shit ever. There's barely any walls or anything to like hey. decorate the landscape. It was just like, ugh, I hate you this. Gotta, you got to walk before you can run, you know? There would be no, uh, the video game industry had to evolve, and it started with Atari. <laughs> yeah, I remember the very first football game. It was just like one screen. Like, you just looked at the screen, like, that was the whole field. And then one side had three white flashing kind of look like dudes, and the other team had three pink flashing dudes, and you just <laughs> ran into each other. And that was basically <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, that's football. That's exactly what football is. Yep, totally. No passing, nothing, just three dudes running into each other. Yeah, just like you know what's really strange is uh, I saw this uh, on the Angry Video Game Nerd before, but there are apparently like Atari porn games. <laughs> I don't even want to get into this. What is happening? Like, what is that? This is a family Pixel show, Jay. This is a family <laughs> show. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, we'll say, we'll yeah. save that for uh, after the show. All right. So look at <laughs> do some research. Scholarly research. I'll do some scholarly research on that. <laughs> But all right, so that's the Atari video game system. So this team, the Atari Force, they DC partnered with them to release little mini comic books in, in five games of uh, from Atari games. Defender, Berserk, Star Raiders, Phoenix, and Galaxian. 
I only remember Defender and Galaxian. I don't remember. I might be Berserk. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, so each of those titles, they came with a little comic book. There were five issues, and, and Atari Force was born. Kind of like so. He-Man used to come with it, like little comic yeah. books. And uh, Jerry Conway and Roy Thomas created the series. That Roy Thomas, <laughs> man. What a... What an influence yeah, what he's was had. his fingers not in? I know, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. And uh, Jerry Conway wrote the book we're reading here today. Uh, Ross Andrew did the art for today's book. Yeah. All right, but uh, Jerry Conway right. and Roy Thomas created the series, and they shared writing duties on those first little five mini books. And the artists were Ross Andrew, Gil Kane, Dick Giordano, and Mike DiCarlo. So some heavy hitters are involved yeah. in the target force. <laughs> yeah, DC was pulling out all the stops to try to make this work, apparently. The original team featured five humans searching for a new planet suitable for habitation as the Earth was facing ecological disasters. And they used a multidimensional starship called Scanner One. The team members were selected for the mission by Atari, which stood for Advanced Technology and Research Institute. So, again, <laughs> nothing to do with video games. Nope, <laughs> not at all. They just turned it into an acronym. That's It's like an odd reason. choice. But all right, <laughs> I guess. The team consisted of Mark Champion, a former NASA astronaut, and he was the mission commander. Then we had Lydia Perez, also a former NASA astronaut, and she was the pilot and an executive officer. Lee Santa Rourke was the security officer. That was a lady. Mohandas Singh was the flight engineer. And Dr. Lucas Orion was the medical officer. And they also had a, an alien mascot named Hookah. Sure do. He's like their snarf, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah. I'm sure we'll remember that one. Yeah. Hook is kind of like a bird monkey cat or something. I don't know. It's a combination. <laughs> yeah. of... Tuffy, were you a big fan of hookah? Yeah. I figured that would be Mike Stell <laughs> highlight of the, the, uh, yeah, issue. like a monkey. So yeah, it's something. Yeah, All right. In there. So that was the uh, first Atari force, uh, in the video game, many comic books. Then in 1984, they started an ongoing series at DC and it lasted 20 issues. Conway, uh, Jerry Conway wrote the first 13 issues. Then Mike Barron took over. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez was the main artist early on, drawing issues uh, 1 through 3 and then 6 through 12. Ross Andrew did 4 and 5. And then Eduardo Barreto took over in issue 13. So that's pretty good art. And, you know, Jerry Conway, an all-time, all-time comic book writer. So it's pretty weird that all these talents got involved in Atari Force. It just seems like a strange... <laughs> thing I yeah i mean you got like the spider-man dream team of jerry conway and ross andrew back together again to do atari yeah first. that is so strange <laughs> hey what what do you uh, what do you want to do after spider-man i don't know let's uh let's go do atari <laughs> force let's do that together that'd be good there's <laughs> a little tidbit there uh issues 12 through 20 had backup stories by different writers and artists issue 20 featured a backup story titled hookah vs the bob and it was uh, by Keith Giffen, and we just uh, encountered him on uh, All-Star Squadron. We loved his Dr. Yeah. Fate art, that issue. That's part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Robert Lauren Fleming and Carl Kessel were also involved. But uh, that story was very popular. It got reprinted in Best of DC number 71, which contained the year's best stories. And it was voted as one of the year's best stories by the Comic Buyer's Guide. Whoa. I read it. Eh, it was all right. It wasn't that great. There <laughs> was no tales of Zabu. <laughs> no. It's basically Hookah. It gets like a little toy android to play with, a little rivet, and called mm-hmm. the Bob. And uh, he hates the little rivet. And then the robot, like, uh, they start having a feud. And, like, the robot's trying to kill him. And, uh, you know, but it's just uh, all played for gags. 
you know. I mean, yeah. it's fine. That's really all you can do with Huga, I would think. Like, yeah. it's not going to be. Yeah, so it was, it was creative. You know, it's fine. But yeah, it's nothing like yeah. you know, out of your way to read or anything. All right, so this second team, the setting is 25 years after the original team disbanded, and the new team consists of Christopher Champion, who is the son of Mark Champion and Lydia Perez, and yeah. uh, she, she died during a uh, childbirth, though. Yeah, so, apparently. <laughs> Although it seems like there's more to it than that, because it seems like he's blaming some other guy. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, yeah, we'll get there in a second. And yeah. then uh, Christopher Champion, he goes by the name Tempest. And he can create dimensional portals to travel anywhere in the multiverse. He can also phase parts of his body through the multiverse to appear in different locations in the same dimensional plane. That's, uh, that could get uh, interesting depending on the body parts you phase. Yeah. Absolutely. This ties back into those Atari games that Jank was talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I but yeah. I, and it makes sense. But when his mother died uh, during childbirth, his father left him to be raised by Mahandra Singh and Lee Cyano Rourke. Because I guess they all got married. So there's a five-member team, two couples. Two couples end up getting married, and the fifth guy's left out in the cold. Oh, I'm still. (laughs) (laughs) Do we see the fifth guy in this book at all? Yes, he's the doctor. Doctor guy? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so then uh, now my favorite person on this new team, Aaron Bia O'Rourke Singh. She's the daughter of uh, Mahanda Singh and Leanne O'Rourke, or Lisanna O'Rourke, and she's trained as a mercenary, and she has precognitive powers and a psychic link to her brother Christopher, and she has more than that to her brother Christopher. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're linking up. But, <laughs> but her code name is Dart. I like this Dart girl. She's pretty awesome. She Yeah. yeah. Like she visually, kind of reminds me of a zealot from uh, the Wildcats. I can't remember that. I I don't know what you're talking about. Image Comics, Wildcats, right? Yeah. I can't really remember zealot. But yeah, Tuffy, you like Dart? Yeah. You got some That's weird a- purple tattoo stuff going on. Yeah, and she's got like white hair. Now, yeah, a lot of times it looks like she's gray because I thought she was an alien at first, but I guess they're trying to color like brownish, like the Indian skin. Yeah. Kind. But yeah. it doesn't always transfer properly. But, yeah, she's um, almost gray Hulk gray at, at certain times. Yeah. So, I, like, I went into this thinking she was an alien. But no, no, no. She's just, uh, like, uh, her dad is Indian and her mom is uh, Chinese. So. Yeah. I guess that makes a gray child. I don't know. But <laughs> she's going <laughs> comic logic. Yeah. <laughs> but, like when you mix all the paints there, it just comes out gray. Yeah, I don't know. But she looks awesome. Like, she's visually striking. And I'm kind of surprised, like, they don't have, like, when I was reading up on these characters, I'm like, oh, someone had to probably snag Dart and put her in some other book, you know? But no, mm-hmm. apparently she hasn't been in anything else. I think that's a missed opportunity. Someone should go get yeah. this Dart girl. Put her. If yeah. they're yeah. all doing stuff with the multiverse, like, it feels like she could just pop over into some other universe, like the DC universe, and then she's there. Yeah, because like Tuffy was saying, she's got these like tattoos on her face and her wrists and her arms and everything, and she just looks cool. <laughs> I don't know, she's just cool. <laughs> and, well, they made a blue. Maybe a Dart movie's next. Oh yeah, yeah. If they're making Blue <laughs> Beetle, they can make Dart. Come on. And uh, yeah, she's a trained mercenary. She's like a sniper, a marksman, and all those other things. She's so she's pretty cool. All right, then we have Morphia, an alien empath and counselor. Babe, a giant alien infant who's very strong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like uh, the holder of this story. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones reference for Tuffy. Yeah. Uh, Pack Rat, 
uh, a thief who goes berserk when cornered. He's kind of like a little rat kind of guy. But uh, yeah, is he part of the team? At this, see, this is weird because at this point, I don't think the team's fully together. Like, I think think, there's not much of a team. Yeah, we're in issue four, and I think we're still in the process of this team coming together, which is strange. Yeah, it seems like uh, the end of the issue might be the instigating incident for the team to work, join forces. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because uh, when you're looking at the covers, like issue one has a cover with everybody on it, and they're standing like a team, (laughs) you know, like in a fighting – but it seems like they don't even know each other at this point. Well, I mean, I guess – what was that? Doom Patrol is kind of like that, too. Like, they had already been a team, but, like, the team was broken apart, and nobody was talking to each other in the first issue. Yeah. yeah this Chris weird. Champion, but, uh, like, he's got a short temper on him, so maybe he uh, caused the fighters. <laughs> well, this Chris Champion's been through some stuff. You know, his uh, mom died during childbirth. His dad left him for so some strangers <laughs> to raise. He's got some yeah. issues, this Chris Champion. Yeah, he's supposed to be sisters with, supposedly. Yeah, yeah he's making out <laughs> okay. with Dark. There's a lot going on here with this Chris Champion fella. There's two other characters who kind of join up with the team later on down the road, even after this. Uh, Taz, a uh, short female alien who is skilled with weapons, not to be confused with Taz, the former ECW hardcore champion. Uh, Blackjack, he was a mercenary, and he's Dart's lover. So this Dart, even though she's making out with her stepbrother, she already has a lover. But at this point, he was presumed dead. She thought he had died at the end of issue three. So I guess that cleared the way for her to make out with her brother. Yeah, she moved on real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so depressed. Come here, brother. (laughs) But then he comes back, back around in later issues. And uh, the book is basically about them trying to defeat the Dark Destroyer, who reemerges after a long thought being dead. Yeah, the first series, the, the five issues in the video games, they were trying to fight this Dark Destroyer guy. He's basically their Darth Vader, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now he comes back in this series and this issue, kind of, uh, we see at the end. And that Dark Destroyer, when uh, Lydia Perez was giving birth to Chris Champion, Dark Destroyer shot her with an invisible energy ray and killed her. Huh. So that, that's <laughs> okay. why she died during childbirth. It had, but yeah, the father was no blame. Immediately. Nothing, yeah. That's not normally how you die during childbirth. No. Uh, <laughs> it was just, he happened to be giving birth and then also got shot by an invisible ray at the same time. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, man, tough day for the champion family. But, all right, so that's uh, basically all we need to know about Atari Force, I think. Anything else? Any other questions before we get into this? Do you know anything more about this Dark Destroyer and where he is? Because when he was, like, searching the multiverse, I was like, oh, he's probably looking for another version of his dead wife or something like that. But, no, they're just, like, he's looking for some other multiverse where, like, there's no people at all. <laughs> and he's like, he's, if I find anybody, then it must be this guy. Yeah, he's looking for Dark Destroyer, mm-hmm. I think, to get revenge. Did he, like, get banished there at the end of the old miniseries or something? They thought he was dead at the end of the, oh. I think, of the first miniseries. But then Mark Champion always thought, no, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's out there somewhere, you know. So. It's invisible rays. Yeah. <laughs> they, they prey on pregnant women. Yep. He just so. goes to maternity wards and starts spraying. <laughs> so there we go. All right. Let's look at the cover here. Jank, would you like to describe it for us? All right. Well, it's um an interesting cover for sure. Uh, they're kind of playing up something that's not really a big deal at all on the issue. So no. I don't know. 
definitely going to sell you on getting this issue. But uh, it says Atari Force. It's got the the logos kind of slanted, and then it's got Family Reunion right underneath it, and basically the same font and color and everything, making it kind of look like it's Atari Force Family Reunion. It's like a one shot, and it's all yeah. part of the title. But no, that is confusing. That's just the that subtitle. is confusing. <laughs> but uh, I like seventy five cents they were charging. I like the tilt of the title though. That's kind of nice. Yeah, angle. Yeah, really. it works with uh with the cover. For sure, because then the action takes up the bulk of the bottom of the page. Um, we got our boy Chris Champion. He's like teleporting or phasing through something. Uh, I guess it's a wall, but it's just kind of a bunch of windows almost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Into space. But, like, when I, I saw this watch. cover, I'm like, oh, he's going into a video game. That's probably what's happening here. You know, yeah. or he's coming out of a video game or something. No, video games have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah. That mind right Roll now. <laughs> right now, get it. All right. Yeah, we get a shot of him. He's phasing out of somewhere, uh, and we like—it's basically his head and just his like upper torso. Uh, but he's got Dart there. He's got him in a headlock, and yeah. she's yeah, she's about to get him. Yeah, she's got the little Atari logo on her shoulder pad there. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, this is drawn by uh, Jose uh, Luis Garcia Lopez. It's it's great art. I love this cover. Like uh, visually, I love Dart. You know. Uh, she looks sure. cool. Tuffy, what do you think of this cover? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, again, I feel like they're selling something that's not anything because it's family reunion question mark. Yeah. And I guess mm-hmm. you would know that they're at least were raised together. Is that something you would know from the earlier comics? Well, yeah, I guess uh, from the first three issues, you would know that they're related. I, I'm guessing. I didn't read the first yeah. three issues. But she's been yeah, away yeah, from the family. You know, she's it's been off. like she's pissed off. And, uh, and Chris Champion looks surprised that he's being attacked. So it's like, oh, maybe he's she's back and they're not going to get along now. But yeah, it looks like they're yeah. having a big fight here. You know, like oh my goodness, they hate each other. This family, but that's not what happens at all. He's come back evil. Yeah, some stuff. He's what does happen is a bunch of exposition, basically. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a weird. Uh, again, we're doing issue four here, but. I don't know. You think the series would be further along by issue four at this point? <laughs> yeah, this feels like still table stuff. This is yeah. This is like modern yeah. story decompression, where like Ultimate Spider-Man took like six issues to finish Spider-Man's origin. <laughs> yeah, like let's, <laughs> let's get in here a little quicker. But it's great art. I like it a lot, and uh, big fan of Dart. So I like the cover. But this cover is the most exciting thing that happens in this book. So. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> That's good. Well, I guess Tuffy's talking about the uh yeah, the research. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So we opened up the book. I love I love this first page too. It's a little splash page. We get like uh what nine panels. But they're individualized over a black background. We have three at the top, three in the middle, and then uh, three longer ones, taller ones at the bottom. And they're just showing uh like Dart's uh left eye, then both her eyes, then her face. Love that. Then her finger on a gun trigger. Then she's holding uh, like a rifle, which uh, it's kind of a nifty trick how she uh, had a gun in the hand. And then she's <laughs> all of a sudden holding a rifle and then uh, she lifts the rifle. Then the guns in her holster. And then we see her more of her hip and more of her hip. And then, uh, you know, her lower bits. <laughs> but that's a great page. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And again, the art here is Ross Andrew and it's inked by Garcia Lopez. And I. I'm going to say this is probably my favorite art we've had in a while. I really like this art. 
a lot. Yeah, I I have no complaints at all. This uh this was really damn good. Um and some of the best Ross Andrew art we've seen, I feel like. He's yeah, definitely evolved a little bit from like and I think where we saw him in Shauna, the She Devil. <laughs> yeah. And I think Garcia Lopez on the Inks is a big reason why this looks as good as it does. But mm-hmm. um man, big fan. Big fan. Uh Tuffy, how do you feel about the opening page? Are you enthralled now when you see uh, all these little images of Dart and you're like, Oh, what's she doing, huh? Yeah, she's she's captured me. I'm like, all right, yeah. we're off action now. This person is, uh, you know, suspicious about their surroundings, ready for a fight, ready to go. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So then Are we see that her name is Dart, and she's not smoking like two darts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really a missed opportunity. <laughs> Tough. He is quite the dart smoker. All right. So then we see her on the next page, standing there in all her glory in her little outfit there. She's like, has got this red costume on with like uh, blue shoulder pads and uh, yellow belts and knee pads and uh it's it's quite the costume. It's got like every color imaginable in there somehow. Yeah. Again, a visually striking yeah. character. She's uh, she's ready to go joint sync with those shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, she should. Uh, she <laughs> should be in her own book. Let's bring back Dart. Let's start a campaign to bring back Dart. Let's uh, let's get her in her own book. But then we see a hand reaching out out of the wall behind her, and uh, the hand grabs her rifle barrel, and she just says, "Oh, that's cute." And she grabs the hand, and Judo flips him over. And it's her brother, Christopher Champion. And this is what was depicted on the cover, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, they're going to fight now, these two. But, Jake, they're they're not going to fight at all. No, she's not even, like, putting him in a headlock or anything. She just flips him over <laughs> once. It's like, oh, it's you. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was just trying to play a little prank on his sister, you know? <laughs> and uh, he just judo flips him, helps him up, and they start talking. And he phases to turn on a light. He phases his finger. So, so. Yeah. That's nice. It's just a finger. I mean, how does that work? It doesn't look I like don't. his finger is actually leaving his hand. <laughs> so is yeah, it more like it's... a telekinetic thing? You can make like a, you know, a force beam come from his finger? Yeah, I'm not really sure either on how that works, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then Hookah comes jumping out of the wall there and, uh, uh, yeah, like a, I don't know, a monkey, bird, cat, something or other. So we like, what was that there. advertisement that had puppy monkey baby? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hookah. And hookah can only say like hookah all the time. Kind of like a great situation. Well, I guess he can say other words, but mostly he says hookah a lot. Hookah. Yeah. Hookah. Again, hookah might be the hodor of this, this issue. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and there's a lot of hodors in this issue. Uh, yeah, because Hookah does say dart, dart. So, yeah, he knows dart. And then uh, he, yeah, he's hugging yeah, on dart. I, I do that a lot, too. I just go dart, dart. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see uh, her parents are there, and everybody's welcoming her home. And uh, everyone's happy to have dart back. But uh, Christopher Champion, though, Jake, he's uh, reminiscing about, uh, well, he's missing his dad and his mom. Because his mom, he never knew his mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's looking at an old picture of the Atari Force. And they had pretty cool little outfits. It's white and red outfits with the white the Atari, Atari logo. Yeah. yeah. The Atari logo is like three three vertical lines going up, but the outside lines are like curved at the bottom to go up. So that's uh, quite a nice little logo there. And again, it has nothing to do with the video game console. Even though the video Not game console had the same logo, nothing to do with video games. So Christopher's missing his dad. Because he hasn't well, seen his dad. Sad, he, he's like seeing how happy they are to see their daughter. He's like, yeah, like I'm never really going to be part of this family. Like 
I'm just going to always going to be this outside guy because my parents don't like me. <laughs> Except well, well, one yeah. of them's dead, but yeah, my, my dad doesn't like me. me. Yeah, my dad hates <laughs> me. He's a real jerk. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm kind of alone. I got nobody. But Dart hooks his arm and says, come on, Chris, part of the family. And they go walking off arm in arm. This is how my family and I used to walk everywhere. Uh, arms linked. <laughs> walking down like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. And then Hookah's hopping behind him. And they go outside and they're looking at the stars. And this Christopher guy, he's still distracted. He's looking up at some something shining in the sky. And uh, But it's like a big uh, space satellite situation up there. And his dad's up there. And he's been up there for 20 years, I guess. Just, yeah. <laughs> just busy plugging away. It's like me in my bedroom. Sending probes. Just yep. <laughs> 20 years stuck in a room. Only he had a nostril cut out. <laughs> he might loosen up a little bit. Yeah, he's sending out probes into the multiverse. And uh, he's looking for something. We don't know what he's looking for yet, but he's just sending out those probes. Then Tuffy, I think the uh, empath lady shows up. And again, they they pull the switcheroo here, too. They make it seem like an alien's coming up behind him to scare him. But it's just that Morphia lady, the uh, empath counselor. She's kind of like uh, talking to him like, hey, tell me about your problems there. Marching. Yeah, like he was sent for a mental health evaluation by his employer. Yeah, <laughs> I could use one of those. One of my <laughs> employers sent me a mental health evaluation. <laughs> so uh, then there, he's given back the uh, like flashbacks over everything that happened, uh, meeting Lydia, making sweet, sweet love to Lydia on the beach. And he's like, all right, I've had enough of this morphia. I don't want to be remembering all this bad stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, how's my wife died in childbirth? I don't need to be reminded of that. Yeah, then they see there's that the other guy, uh, Lucas or whatever, Orion, yeah. the doctor. They're meeting with him. They're like, there's some weird anomaly in your baby, like some weird zap. It could just be like a problem with the screen, but we should probably look at it later on. But he's like, oh, no, that's probably why my wife died, because that baby and his damn phasing abilities. Nope. It was, uh, what was that guy's name? Dark Destroyer. Yeah, Dark name? Destroyer. So then uh, Morphia gets uh, beeped. Uh, there's a problem. She's got to go check out. She's like, yeah, Morphe, why don't you hit the bricks? Get out of here. I got work to do. So yeah, she's the latest probe got destroyed. Apparently they always do. I hate when my probes get destroyed. So then Morphia <laughs> goes down to the loading docks, Tuffy. And, uh, what, what does she find down there? Some guy beating up the big blue baby. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he's yelling at the big blue baby. <laughs> he's yeah. The big blue baby. Well, yeah, they, they get this giant blue alien infant baby named Babe, right? And, uh, they just have him lifting all the heavy cargo on all these trucks. There's this little, uh, like, foreman yelling at him and stuff. And Morpheus is like, hey, don't yell at that big blue baby. How do you how do you feel about the big blue baby, Tuffy? Is this a character you would like to see more of? Because uh, I, I, I did not like, Yeah, I did not like this big blue baby. I don't know. He's uh, visually interesting, yeah, but not beyond that, not so much. Not, not a compelling story so far. Yeah, I, I don't like him. Don't like him. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> big blue baby. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess every team needs a strong guy. Uh, so then Morphia uh, takes over the. She takes charge of the big blue baby. She's like, you know what? I'm going to watch over this big blue baby now. Uh, you guys leave him alone. And because she's also, there's a lot of family. The theme here is family. You're picking up <laughs> on it. It's like a Fast and the Furious movie. Because Dart comes home to rejoin her family. Christopher feels like he's never had a family, even though he has a family. But his real family's not there. And now Morphia doesn't have a real family, so she's like kind of adopting this uh, big blue baby to be her child. And Morphia looks like a 
uh, how would you describe it? Like the Geico insurance? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good Geico. description. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. She can get you really good, a really good deal on your car insurance, and uh, look out for big blue babies. He's kind of like the classic gray alien, a little bit, but more green and yeah, smaller, but yeah. definitely reminiscent of that, like a Ninja Turtle combined with a gray. Maybe. So, so while they're walking out, we see Pack Rat hiding in one of the little cargo bins, and this Pack Rat uh, kind of seems like something out of Dark Crystal. Are you guys familiar? Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely Tough, does. Tuffy, you're probably too young for Dark Crystal references, right? Yeah, I got nothing on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's kind of like, uh, he's got like big ears. I don't know, Jack, how would you describe him? Because he's, he's kind of got like a mane like a lion. But uh, yeah, he's kind of like a, but almost Monchichi esque a little bit in certain ways. <laughs> oh, don't get me excited talking about Monchichi. <laughs> yeah, but definitely it's got that furry kind of mane. Yeah, like you said, big mouse ears. Kind of just like a more sloped nose, almost snout-like kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool. Kind of like that grizzly guy from He-Man a little bit, just a lot smaller. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like from the live-action movie Cats. <laughs> oh, no. That's pretty great, actually. Yeah. So uh, Pack Rat's trying to sneak around the cargo hold here, wherever they're at, and uh, another little mouse kind of security guard catches them. And aren't they, aren't they like cousins or brothers? Continues. Yeah, I think they're brothers. I think it's Bryden. And uh, the brother's going to arrest them. He's like, you know, I'm a officer of the law, and you're a thief. You're a filthy thief. And I'm going to arrest <laughs> yeah. you. But then uh, Packer talks him out of there, right, Jane? Yeah. She says, like, you know, they don't have an extradition treaty for this new Earth, so you can't touch me. <laughs> I haven't committed any crimes here yet, so I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you got me there. <laughs> you got me. Damn system. <laughs> so he just lets him go, and Packerat walks away. All right, so now we cut back to the, uh, I guess, is this Earth, right? They're on? New Earth. So. Yeah, new, yeah. Earth. new Earth. I think at the end of the book, at the end of issue 20, they go back to old Earth. Oh. Like, like they teleport away. And uh, because they've and already healed up in 20 years. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> They fight the uh, Dark Destroyer guy, and he detonates a some sort of a bomb on New Earth, and they kind of stop him, but they kind of don't. And then, like the government blames them for not stopping him enough, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> but they're they're like all about to get arrested and thrown in jail or whatever, and uh, they're on trial and everything. But then at the end, they sneak out and they get in this big giant bubble, and they, everyone teleports to old Earth or something, and that's how the book ends. Oh. That's a crazy ending. That's like that Luke Cage or Power Iron Fist book. <laughs> Remember where like it just ends in like a bloodbath and he's on the run. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing they're hoping to have another book uh, after that or something, but uh, nothing really happened with it. But anyway, all right. So they're uh, and apparently on New Earth, everyone follows Japanese customs because they're sitting at like a little Japanese table, like uh, wearing robes. Yeah. Well, I guess the uh, wife is Japanese, right? So I guess it makes ah, sense. she's Chinese. She's uh, oh, okay. she she's half Chinese and half Irish. Her, oh, uh, maybe it's <laughs> her dad was Irish, but they're having this little meal and hookah's even at the table. That doesn't seem sanitary. Get him off the table. I don't want hookah at my table. That little monkey cat bird thing. Uh, but they're enjoying a meal, and then uh, Chris Champion's like, "Hey, like yeah, monkey cat, exactly what you're looking for." <laughs> well, that is true. It's the bird part that worries me. You know, you don't want to filthy bird <laughs> on the table. 
But uh, so Chris Champion, he's uh, talking to his dad there, and uh, Hookah goes running off chasing somebody outside. Is that Hookah? Yeah, like some kind of cat. But then uh, Chris Champion, tough. You mentioned he has a little bit of a short temper, at least with his dad he does, because he uh, – uh, and also these guys are wearing robes and they're sitting cross-legged on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we need to be seeing that. All right. But, That's true. Darkness <laughs> taking a peek around the room and seeing, hey, I need to figure out where to go. Because it really seems like they're not wearing anything under these robes. This kind of seems like post-orgy, actually, this whole situation here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> they're all a part of the lifestyle. It's very strange. <laughs> But uh, Chris Champion storms off. He's mad at his dad, you know, for abandoning him. He's like, oh, you just show up 20 years just to show up, you know, visit old yeah. friends, huh? Well, where, what about me, you know? You forgot about your son for 20 years. Well, you're up there with your probes. I like that it wasn't even just him, though. Like, uh, the wife was kind of giving it to him, too. Like, don't let him off the hook. This guy yeah. left abandoned <laughs> his son for 20 years. <laughs> so, all right, Tuffy, this is a big part of the book everyone's excited about. So why don't you walk us through what happens here? Uh, I just stepped outside for a dart. For a dart. dart. <laughs> well, Jake, this involves dart. So, Jake, why don't you yeah. tell us what happened? Uh, so, Chris storms off in his little robe. Uh, he's going outside. He's going to look at the moon or something or a little puddle. And he's like, I can't stand it, dart. Just being near him now makes me feel so worthless. Like I'm nothing. Nobody. And she just grabs him by the arm and then pulls him in and wrenches him right there. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a brother-sister kiss on the cheek or, oh, come on, buddy, it'll be okay. She goes right at it, you know? It's like, wow. And Christopher, you can tell something stirred down below, you know? He's, like, really excited about all this. He's walking away saying, big sister, question mark? (laughs) He's like, wait a minute. (laughs) So this dart, she's like, all right, come on, Chris, everything will be all right. But yeah, things are going to be okay now. <laughs> they walk yeah, back until your boyfriend gets back. <laughs> and uh, they try. He smiles at his dad. He's like, all right, dad, you know, I'll forgive you a little bit or whatever. You know, we'll, we'll try and make amends. And the dad leaves. Uh, but he, you can tell Chris is still a little mad. You know, he's horny as all hell now, but he's still a little mad. So, <laughs> and then yeah, Hookah smiled when I said it, though. So it's, it's okay. And then Hookah jumps in and Hookah's yelling and flipping off. And here, Hookah is hurt because that cat he was chasing bit off the tip of his tail, like the fur from the tip of his tail. Yeah. And, uh, everyone's giggling at him. Oh, that Hookah. Oh, that Hookah. Do you think it just bit the fur off somehow, or did he actually just bite his tail off and he, like, grew it back, but hasn't had time to regrow hair? <laughs> I think it just sucked the fur right off of his tail. Yeah. <laughs> so. Weird. Yeah, so this whole weird. book's a little weird. So then we uh, get Mark Champion. He's up in his uh, little space satellite station there. And he's sending out more probes, and he thinks, hey, this is one of these probe. I think if I send a probe right here, it's going to hit something. And sure enough, dude, it hits uh, Dark Destroyer ship. Yeah. That's what it hits. And he immediately hits it with a tractor beam and starts pulling it in. And the champion's just like, oh, I better delete, like make it self-destruct. But it's not working. Not working at all. Yeah, so now Dark Destroyer's got his probe, and he's sweating. He's like, oh, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. It's got to be that filthy Dark Destroyer, you know? Yeah, and he's like, I just gave uh, him the tools to find us because I sent him that probe. He's like, no, not if I can Whoops. stop him. And I will stop him. I, in a reborn Atari force, I found him and he's mine. And he slams his hand down on the computer. And then the next issue, Dark Dawning. Yeah. What's it say under that? Color next is a C. Oh, there's a note there that got actually printed. Do you read that there? <laughs> Color next is a see-through cutout on an otherwise solid... M- 
Uh, yeah, it looks like metal. I don't know if it's metal or what that would be. But yeah, that's like a, pu- a little uh, printing note. But it got yes. published in the book. So. <laughs> that's a new that's the mark of quality right there. <laughs> yeah. But so there it is. That's Atari Force issue four. Not exactly thrilling, but uh <laughs> there's some fun characters in there. Yeah, I I actually enjoyed it. Tuffy, what do you think here? These the uh these family dynamics. You know, the issue had a clear theme about family, so that's nice, you know, and uh yeah. uh Dart, big fan of Dart, right? Yeah, Definitely enjoyed seemed, Dart. She seems would have been nice if she like did it something in this issue, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking I mean, about? She you know, she looks cool. She's making out with her stepbrother. What the hell? <laughs> Not even her stepbrother, like her adopted brother. Yeah, so. I've seen plenty yeah. of uh, movies in that plot line, but uh, <laughs> very short. They're all their age these days. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. Jack, what do you think? Uh, well, let's talk about the writing here from Jerry Conway. I mean, it, again, it wasn't very exciting, but I didn't have a bad time reading, and it did go down fairly smooth, I guess was well i get, i wasn't like dreading it and just like oh this is every page is a knife in my heart yeah because <laughs> i have to keep reading this like it was it was fine so overall I, i'll give it you know a pass it, it's kind of a filler issue but you know it was all right yeah i, I liked what he's doing here with the characterizations and building the characters and um like i said the overall theme of the family but I would kind of like to get some excitement in there somewhere. <laughs> if we could just yeah. get something. Usually you want to have something in there. But, uh, you know, it is what is toughy. Where you, you, I mean, you seem to like the writing, right? It seemed pretty solid. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It was a little bit uh, hectic and all over because it's like we're with uh, Chris and Dart and then we're off with uh, Martin and then off with the, uh, the big blue baby and <laughs> the big back blue baby. Dinner. Yeah. Having yeah, we, no idea especially when they're not a team yet. It's just like, why are we seeing all these random characters? <laughs> yeah, there was a whiplash going on for me because I didn't know who anybody was. And it's like, what? What are we done with the champions now? Now we're just with this big blue thing and alien, or what? Yeah, that's why it's so confusing to me that this is issue four. It almost seems like a first issue, you know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, because we're just meeting Packrat, kind of. I or, or I guess maybe Packrat was in the earlier issues, but they're kind of bringing them all together slowly. Which is an interesting idea. Like I said, the reason I... With like a cliffhanger of, you know, oh, he he now has this drone and he can get back to our multiverse or our universe, theoretically. So uh, yes, it's got something there, something to give this book yeah. some excitement. They just put it at the very end. Yeah, the writing here is perfectly solid and fine. Very good job here by Jerry Conway. I just, you know, could use a little more excitement, a little more excitement. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I see what he's doing here. I see what he's doing. I appreciate it. Uh, the art, Ross Andrew here. Again, I love this art. This is exactly what yeah. I like in comic book art. Dart looked awesome. And that's really all you need. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't always agree on art, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this. This was really damn solid, I would say. Dart looked great. This is exactly my kind of comic book art. So, uh, good on you, Ross Andrew. I don't, I might read more Atari Force. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I kind of want to read that last issue. It sounds like it. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. So, <laughs> oh, I'm a mark for Dart. I want to read more Dart. So, uh, yeah, see some actual Dart adventures. And again, the the reason I've no, I chose this book, uh, I stumbled upon it. I was researching a different book, but I saw this was listed on like a top ten books of the year, and I was like, "What Atari Force? What the hell?" <laughs> so um, I can see why people would like this. 
because it's prefer, you know it's well done written the art's great so I could see why this would finish in someone's top ten books list if, if you know we get more action and stuff uh, mixed in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I can't see that as of now. I'll say that, but yeah, not this issue. But you could see where the potential was there, right? Like you know, sure, sure. A nice little team I mean, book here. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything special so far. I mean, it was well done for what it was, but I I haven't seen any like threads that I'm like, oh, I'm dying to see where this goes. Tuffy, have you already read more Atari Force? No, again, I'm uh, heavily into the Zelda at the moment, so I did not. <laughs> you don't want to find out what happens to that big blue baby? Not really. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be holding a door shut while Bran gets away, and then, uh, you know. <laughs> no, that's Game of Thrones. They're just kind of get out. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'll probably read more uh, Tari Force. So, uh, Tuffy, what would you give uh, Tari Force? One out of ten. Uh... This issue is like a six, but I could see it being better if there was action involved in the in the issue. Yeah, it's a again for a comic book, you usually have at least one action scene in there somewhere. Yeah, so. I mean that's why they had to put that on the cover, I guess, the headlock. Yeah, happened. Just the to judo try flip to give beginning. you the impression that something happens. <laughs> uh, so, Jack, one out of ten. What do you think? Uh, I guess I'm, I'm probably on the same page as Tuffy. I think a six is fine. It's uh, it's not anything special but it's 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 okay it's not a waste of your time or anything i'm actually going seven because i love the art I love, the cover's great and i love dart so i'm giving it an extra point i'm going seven <laughs> and hook is almost a monkey tuffy all the times you've been on this show peacemaker i think you did a superman right did you do a superman uh, yes i think so with bizarro right yeah and uh kickers inc blue devil yes. And Tari Wars. Oh, yeah, and Star Wars with the space hooker early on here. Yeah. Uh, which was your favorite? Do you have a favorite book of all those that you've done? Uh, Blue Devil. Wow, Blue Devil. <laughs> or Peace, no, Peacemaker was good. There was, uh, that was a great one, actually. Peacemaker was messed up, man. That was some dark stuff going on yeah. in Peacemaker. <laughs> all right, so, Jack, next week it's uh, Shocktober. Yeah, officially shocked. Officially shocktober. So what do you got for us? <laughs> Let's scare some kids here. We get we're gonna do uh Twisted Tales number four. Uh from a company that looks like they're called PC Comics. What the what? Yeah. This is from uh nineteen eighty three, it looks like. An anthology series of horror tales. Wow, okay. <laughs> I've never heard of this, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Are there any known creators involved in this? It looks like at least one of the stories is written by Bruce Jones, who we just talked about last oh. week. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so once again, Twisted Tales, issue four from something called PC Comics. <laughs> yep. All right. Good luck finding that one to read along with us. Yeah. <laughs> That's not too hard. Just look up Twisted Tales 1982, and you'll All get right. that. All right, so that's next week, and Shocktober is uh, officially here. And Tuffy, once again, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. You know, you're always yeah. welcome on Free Market Fantasy. And I like to think that your life has been enriched by knowing what Atari Force is. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, until next time, don't get any jank on you. <laughs>